It's the Seltzer Cast with your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Now's the time to crack open your favourite carbonated beverages and take a sip. Mmm, tasty. It's bubbly, isn't it? Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Seltzer Cast. I'm your host, Sean Patrick O'Brien. Today, we have returning guests to the pod here to promote the upcoming unnamed footage festival which is march 17th to the 20th um so if anybody any of our listeners like the one listener maybe in the san francisco area wants to come down and uh check that out uh we have them here to talk about it welcome back well thank you for having me sean i i think about you regularly because really you have the most most irish name i've ever encountered (laughs) You guys are starting your festival on St. Patrick's Day. This is not the reason why I am unable to attend, but we could talk about that off air as well. Uh, but uh, no, I, I think about you guys all the time, too, because I had such a fun time on your podcast and I had such a fun time uh, on Seltzercast as well. So um, happy to have you guys back. We did start our festival on St. Patrick's Day for you. Oh, uh, it wow. is it is a bummer that, that you won't be able to make it. And uh the other thing I had to bring up, and I'll just get it out of the way now because it's mm-hmm. gonna—it's been burning. Where's my Shrek movie? <laughs> so okay, I can <laughs> I can actually answer this question. I considered it. Okay, so for listeners that don't know, <laughs> I made a film called That's Not Austin, which pulled a bunch of clips from YouTube of Austin Powers impersonators. I compiled them together. It was in the Unnamed Footage Festival. Uh, thank you guys again for doing that. It was great. Very Dude, I fun. loved it. It was one of um, my favorite films of the year. Thank you. So I did a little sleuthing for a few months to try to find Shrek uh, footage. And I do believe it exists. Oh, yeah. I do think that there's footage out there that does exist. But due to the YouTube algorithm, because thousands upon thousands of people are making Shrek memes, I'm only getting the things that are popular. So to make a movie using like artists memes that are you know wildly successful on the internet i almost feel a little bit bad about because i want to find like you're like you know random guy that you can hire to appear at a children's party that dresses like shrek but the algorithm only is showing me like these like popular memes that i don't want to like rip off so you know i would love for it to happen maybe it will down the line uh, I'm working on two found footage product projects wow. currently, one of which I was uh, going to shoot and try to get and done uh, before your festival, but it uh, uh, the there was a new variant of COVID, so <laughs> that kind of like threw everything off. But uh, we'll see down the line. Maybe we can uh, reconnect again. Well, I do every year the film fest gets bigger, and we we just do more work. And this year. Uh, we're, we're back in theaters, but when we showed That's Not Austin, it was online. Mm-hmm. And we kind of liked that, too. So we're going to do an online one this year, too. Cool. So, dude. You still have time to finish. Y- you finish. have no excuses. <laughs> also, th- there's so much Shrek out there. And I feel your pain. <laughs> because, you know, fans of, like, Sean on Video or regional film, uh-huh. it gets buried by that algorithm. That's exactly, and, yeah, that's what dude, I mean. You used to be able to just go like four pages over and you're in like the dark. Uh-huh. But now it's like, dude, TikTok and YouTube and everybody's trying to be a content creator. I feel for you. 
and every I actually have to help you out then everybody i know it's really it's really send send me those shrek clips if you find them <laughs> you know like it's it's difficult because i do think that another thing is that it's you know there's so many austin powers impersonators because mm-hmm. you could essentially just like put on glasses and a bad wig and call yourself austin powers there's not a lot of Shrek impersonators because that requires like full on like green makeup and like goo and all that fun stuff. So it gets a little tricky. And like like you said, like I know it exists, but I don't you know that that's not Shrek. Maybe, maybe it'll happen down the line. Who knows? <laughs> it, it, it There's more commitment to the Shrek bit. And I mean, Austin Powers is still out there. We were watching UK versus the world, yeah. the drag race show, and somebody did Austin Powers. They do a um, every season. They have a snatch game, which is, you know, they do celebrity impersonations in a game show. And last week, someone did Austin Powers. And I think it was actually pretty good. She had a costume change in the middle and uh-huh. became Dr. Evil. Yeah, I, instantly. I think of you every time Austin yeah. Powers <laughs> comes up. Not now. To. <laughs> and again, I dude, I really loved your short. We were going for like a late night TV channel type thing. Mm-hmm. You've made the perfect product. Mm-hmm. It's, I appreciate it. it. You had commercials in there. Regional people. Most of it was commercials. Uh-huh. So weird to like borrow a popular IP and do that. Mm-hmm. I just you don't see it anymore. Yeah, I mean, you know, I was trying to like think of in addition to track like somebody else that would encapsulate like a weird part of culture i was like i guarantee you there's like borat impressions out there but nobody's like hiring borat to like yeah. show up at your like fancy car show and like <laughs> do an ad for it or whatever but you know i yeah austin powers what a weird uh you know little subculture that exists that there's at least like 50 people at least that are just professional Austin Powers impersonators. Who knows? You know, yeah, dude, I was watching um, stand up on YouTube last night and somebody had a Shrek in the city joke. So, I mean, <laughs> I feel like the iron's hot right now. We got to strike this. <laughs> and I, I promise I won't bring this up again. I, I've been burning <laughs> to ask you about it. No, I mean, I, I'm glad you did. And yeah, well, you know, hopefully in the near future, I, I, I won't say exactly what it is as we're on a recorded microphone, but you know, there, there could be two, one or two found footage projects that I am possibly working on if all, if all goes as planned. So yeah, we'll see. Please share them. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. Make them. Hell yeah. All right. So yes, this is the seltzer cast. We are talking about <laughs> liquid death. Uh, I, I guess if you're listening, you saw that on the title, but liquid death recently um, released a line of flavors. Um, I feel like it was a little bit hush hush and I'll, I'll get to that, but uh all of a sudden, it was a surprise drop. They announced three flavors. This was really big because the only things previously that they have done were uh, just straight up water uh, and then sparkling water. Uh, I'm a big fan of the sparkling water. Uh, you you guys like the sparkling water as well? or? I don't think I've ever actually tried it. Okay. Yeah. Um, ever since we talked to you last time, we've been buying Polar, though. And I... we. Like, dude, I've been trying to do like a fake keto thing. I'm trying to do a little bit of a carnivore diet and I just only drink bubbly uh, water now. Mm-hmm. And we go through cases of it, yeah. but we never pulled the trigger on liquid death, mainly because it's not like locally available widely, sure. but we ordered this and it, I don't know. I feel bad every time I get a package and I have like a euphoric rush, <laughs> like it's like a gift and I don't like giving into that, but also these just straight up look like beer. Yes. Well, that's the point. So they want it to be, uh, 
something that's disguised almost as like a can of beer but um they want anybody even like non-drinkers to have it so like for example i went to a beck concert and i was able to get a liquid death and i was very happy about that um but you know they have kind of uh blown up in the past i don't know a uh, couple months um they had a super bowl ad which i thought was kind of cool. crazy um their super bowl ad was essentially like uh a mom and like kids like or like a pregnant lady and like kids drinking it and then the tagline was like oh it's just water so i thought that was cool to like <laughs> see them go from you know just a smaller side company to like this but uh i do kind of have a beef with liquid death at the moment um i should we should we try it first or do you guys do you, do would you like to hear about well, the i gotta warn you uh we are buddies with um oh will carsola the the dude who uh he designed the logo he's okay. also like he created um mr pickles the show so okay. we're gonna find you didn't if this you <laughs> didn't he also direct their movie Dead, he did and i re- now mm-hmm. i remember now i remember sean I, i've covered that on the pod before oh you did okay because yeah. we tried to get you on the show we're like let's talk about that and you're like ah eh. And it was it was coming out. It was having its online premiere like the day. I think the day we out. recorded. Yeah, yeah. it so came we, out. We ended up watching it, and it's. I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was like a little community online, and everybody was kind of confused. I mean, it was a feature film that they were premiering, but it was only like what forty minutes long. Yeah. Uh huh. And they did a red carpet rollout. Yeah. Too. Right. And and it was like, whoa, weird. It feels a little disconnected, but everybody was kind of into it. Also, I'm totally joking. We we did have Will on the show, but if we can't speak honestly about something, then what are we doing here? So okay. if you want to roast this stuff, please do. I, I okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. I didn't I, know I, if this was like a conflict of interest that we were getting. No, I can see it on your face. I'm like, dude, I'm joking. Like. Okay. All right. I mean, I I I'll say, um, don't censor yourself. I'm not censoring myself. I am. I, I'm sorry. I got. I, I got interrupted. Uh, I, I'll shout this out on the podcast. The seltzer. Like I was interviewed about the seltzer cast on a Canadian uh, radio station the other day. Weirdly, oh, really? so um, I, I was getting a tweet about it, and I was like, "What is going on?" But anyways, <laughs> I, I did watch the movie, and I will say that uh, both of you appearing on this podcast to talk about Liquid Death puts you guys into like you know how like the snl has like the five timers club you guys are getting into like a special initiation in a way is that uh the last time i covered the liquid death movie on the podcast that was the last time we talked about liquid death and we watched the movie with all of the previous guests who discussed liquid death i believe i think that was what happened so next time we talk about liquid death i'll invite you guys as well oh, to join the, the the liquid death uh discussion i think that's what happened i could be wrong fellow uh movie podcast i was scared too they might have just been there because they they also talk about horror movies so we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll see but uh next time we talk about liquid death in a group uh you guys can also come and talk about that so yeah we watched the movie and i will say liquid death i think that apart from a lot of other seltzer brands they're super good at marketing um i think that they are this is me about to complain they're almost too into marketing. Oh yeah. Um, so much so that I do believe that these flavors came out and nobody's really talking about them. To me, at least I was saying this is a big thing where they have three flavors 
it sounds like they would have like a full campaign for it. Um, it doesn't really seem like they're promoting these as well. Uh, as much as like their merch, it definitely feels like, and like, I, I'm guilty of it too. I think their merch is awesome. I do. I love like, they have like a t-shirt that I own and it's just amazing. Like all their designs are like so good, but I think that whenever I'm emailed from them, it's usually because they dropped like a new sweatshirt or hat or something (laughs) and less about their product at all. And that's okay. And it was okay until, and I did a little, I didn't want to subtweet it because I didn't want the whole uh, monkey gang of uh, NFT fans on Twitter coming after me, but uh liquid death announced that they're doing nfts and i (laughs) was a little bit thrown off by that because uh a lot of their marketing relates back to caring about the environment and making sure that they don't use plastic at all and that they use um specifically like aluminum uh and so it's a little bit contradictory that they went this route and yeah, I mean, I, not to be controversial on the pod, but it's just a little bit strange, you know. Oh, dude, NFTs aren't controversial, whatever. <laughs> like they, like them, their whole thing. I that so you know, I mentioned Will, and when we were talking to him, I'm like, dude, you directed a not feature length movie, which what, I will what, fla- I, I flat out I'll say he he designed the NFTs, and that's fine. Like I'm oh, glad yeah. that he's getting hired to do this, but so no issues with like what they look like or anything like that. It's just a little bit contradictory. No, I totally get you. And I mean, it's not controversial. I think NFTs are just dumb. And I think they're a fad that will pass because, uh, you know, I I was resistant in the beginning, but I do feel they have the uh, the stain of a pyramid scheme about them. Yes. And um, once once they hit like a broad consumer market, we'll all get taken advantage of a little bit and then they'll go away. Mm -hmm. So I'm not worried about that. But I think that the the thing with liquid death is when we were talking to will i'm like you know we do found footage and we get movies that are only like 40 minutes long all the time because formats out the window and we're kind of not doing the hollywood thing but you are you had a fucking red carpet what are you doing and he was like well they let me do whatever i wanted so really all that marketing they just kind of tell will hey man we trust you do what you want to which is that's a good thing and that's a rare thing and i think that that's what sets themselves apart that they are able to be creative but i do kind of wish that i'm like come on it's a big thing that like you guys just released a ton of flavors and they're not really like (laughs) yes they i i do think that they are promoting it don't get me wrong but it's less of a promotion than like a sweatshirt that they dropped oh yeah you know in one ad for the flavors and i was just drawn to like the puns and then well one of them is a pun at least yeah, no, the names are great. Yeah. But, you know, so they kind of have like a little metal uh, tilt in yes. their marketing, right? Yeah. And here's the thing about metal. As as a lifelong metalhead, I'm quite aware that uh, metal and horror are the most materialistic of film and music <laughs> genres. Uh-huh. And, and a lot of the time, a band can succeed with a good logo. Uh-huh. And, you know, you end up in this position where you're, you're at a concert and you're like, oh, I missed that band, but I want that shirt. Uh-huh. And you buy the shirt and then you kind of feel like, well, I don't want to get called out. <laughs> like when somebody walks by and they're like, oh, dude, uh, Snake Ripper. And you're like, what? And they're like, that's the album. Uh-huh. And I feel like Liquid Death has tapped into that. 
I I agree. Yeah, yeah. I do. And I think I you know I I don't know if this was before. I think this was during our conversation, not before we started recording. But I think that goes in hand with like, um, almost like the marketing of making it look like a beer is that they yeah. want people to be like, what is that? And I they do successfully succeed. And look, I don't not like Liquid Death. I really like Liquid Death. I believe they're. Uh, like normal sparkling water that was in my top 10 of the year out of like all of my sparkling waters that I've tried and like seltzer that I've tried. So I'm not knocking them at all. Like I, I really do like it. I just want them to like know what they are first and foremost, which is a sparkling water company. Here's the thing. Now uh, Clark doesn't know this. And for people listening, Clark, he's a co-host on our podcast but he orders them regularly. Uh-huh. And he was like, oh, they jumped the shark when they opened up flavors. And I'm mm. like, what? Now I'm interested. But I stole one of his regular ones. <laughs> and uh, now I'm a little worried going into this drink because what I what I like from my like soda or carbonated beverages are I like harsh, like harsh bubbles. Sure. And when I had the regular liquid death, I was like, dude, this is kind of smooth. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I was like not really into it. So I'm kind of worried. Like, what do we get? Is it LaCroix? Like, what, what brand is just, like, really harsh? I think, yeah, I think LaCroix is the most bubbly. Polar is pretty bubbly, though. Yeah, I'm down with them. I'm a little worried about this one. Okay. Also, let's, okay, yeah. For the first time. I, I just want to say, you know, Sean, love and hate, they're not opposites. The opposite <laughs> of love is apathy. You clearly are, you're a little conflicted here with the uh, liquid death. I am, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I. I really do like their pro. Well, here's how I'll separate it. I like their product. I like that they give the like opportunity for very cool artists, like you said, to kind of express themselves, direct a movie, whatever. I I have to appreciate that because as somebody who's hosting a podcast about seltzer, there's not a lot of seltzer content. It yeah, gives yeah. me things to talk about. <laughs> Polar's not making like a movie that's having a red carpet event. Do I wish that they would? Yeah. What would it be? I don't polar contact me. We'll make it happen. Like I, you know, that that's the benefit of the, the seltzer cast is that I am a filmmaker and a podcaster about seltzer. So any of the <laughs> brands that listen to this, please hire me to make your uh, spawn con of a film. But that being said, I, you know, I just, I want them to realize what their brand is. And it's almost like, I'm like, a father standing over them being like, okay, like you guys made NFTs, but like also come on, like you're saying you care about the environment. Like, what are you doing? Like I I'm trying to, you know, it's not even me trying to send a message and tell them to like snap out of it. It's just, I, I don't know. just kind of annoying, you know? Yeah. You know, I went down a uh, podcast like hole with all the blockchain stuff. And I've heard so many arguments about how like the uh, green aspect is getting better all the time and blah, blah, blah. And I could see their CEO being like, yeah, you know, we can get in this. It's not too murky. And I believe that they probably do really have like an environmental goal. I just don't know if they care about water. <laughs> I don't know if they care about seltzer water. Uh-huh. No, I get that. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. And it's, it's strange because that's what they started as. That's the yeah. product. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, it's a little bit, uh, concerning. And I think that, uh, you know, if you hit shop on their website, and I think this explains it completely, the first thing that comes up, I will screen share this. The first thing that comes up is 
It says, hang on one second. It's like a gif of a little kid opening a can. It's like, it's not beer. It's probably a sweater, yeah. What's first? (laughs) Shop merch or shop water? And I'll tell you. Because they have so much more merch. Shop merch. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cool merch. (laughs) They do have cool merch, yeah. I'm not going to knock that. I think they got some really cool stuff. But, like, part of me is just like, and you know, like you said, you're learning more about blockchains and NFTs and how they are in terms of, like, the environment and stuff. I'm not out there doing this research, but <laughs> I do know the basic that it's not great. And then they are yeah. also selling like stuffed animals of animals that have been affected by pollution. And it just seems like bad taste. Like... Yeah. Like a contra- <laughs> it's contradictory. I don't know. You know, animal you'll never see again because of, I don't know. All right. <laughs> well, let's uh, let's crack it open. You guys have buried alive. I have buried alive. I have severed lime, and I have mango chainsaw. So I got all the flavors here. We'll start with buried alive, and then um, I'll give my review of the others. Uh, I I'll preface it by saying uh, I've had these before. Um, not my first time. Cool. All right. So. I've never had it, and I didn't drink coffee this morning, so I'm looking forward to <laughs> crack it open. These are actually refrigerated. I know Clark called me out for not refrigerating them <laughs> last time. I remember, I remember the room temp seltzer that was discussed we, last time. We had just gotten home. These have been in the fridge all night. They smell good. Punch. You're really carrying that shame with you, <laughs> making us drink those warm. I remember mine exploded on me, too. Ah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah. shook it up before that. <laughs> yeah, so this is good. I, I like this. Where where do the carbs in this come from? They have um it says it has like agave, nectar, and natural electrolytes. Um and then if you look at the ingredients, oh. it says it has like natural passion fruit flavor, uh natural mixed berry flavor, citric acid, natural hibiscus flavor, um, black cherry flavor. So yeah. Uh it's twenty calories. Uh, usually flavored seltzer doesn't have 20 calories, but I think that the 20 is making this like much sweeter than something that would be zero calories. Yeah. Um, it has sugar in it, which they usually don't. Yeah. Which I do kind of like, um, it's not, you know, it's 20 calories. It's not like a lot. So it's fine to be like, you know, it's inoffensive that I'm getting like <laughs> a little <laughs> bit of like a sweet flavor, yeah. but, um, how do you, how do you guys feel about the flavor? You want to go? It's very, I like, I'm, it's very aromatic. I think the smell is more, uh, is stronger than the taste, but I really like the taste. There's definitely flavor there. No, for sure. Compared to all the stuff we normally drink, I feel like I'm cheating. Like, like if I was, <laughs> if, like if I was trying to hit like some ketosis thing going on, I would be like, I can't drink that. We also switched to powdered milk recently, and that felt like <laughs> cheating. I'm getting a similar vibe. Uh huh, but it's not harsh. That's the thing I want. I want those bubbles to burn. I think, and I like. I I'll preface what I'm about to say is that I like this drink. I like the berry one. However, I do kind of feel like it tastes like carbonated vitamin water. Yeah, a little bit, right? Wow. Yep. Yeah. It tastes like Arctic blast with like some bubbles in it. But when I open the can, you know. The first thing I remember is like um, when I was really young and I'd go to the grocery store with my grandma and help her recycle cans uh-huh. and we'd get those 
awful Safeway brand um, canned sodas from their like when they were 35 cents from the machine. And I'd get the fruit punch one. And that's what this smell reminds me of. Uh-huh. But that was just soda. So, yeah, the, the smell to taste ratio is very um, smell wins. Mm-hmm. So I'm I, I'll say I like this. Um, and this is an opinion. Like I said, I had this before. Uh, I didn't know we were covering this on the pod. So quickly, once they announced flavors, I said, like, I got to get those. Got them immediately. Um one of them, one of them exploded uh, and soaked all the other ones uh, before it even arrived to my house. So uh, thankfully, Amazon sent us um, another twelve pack of uh, one of the flavors, uh, which I will say is uh, my least favorite, and I'll I'll say that later, unfortunately. But uh, one of my issues with the flavoring in this is that I actually really like Liquid Death the first like the original just being flavorless because i do feel like it's hydrating in a way of it's almost like you got like a big water bottle and you're carrying around but it has like a little bit of like sparkle of like the bubbles but i think when you do add flavors to it it being a tall boy can um by the time i've reached almost all of these no matter how much i like them like the bottom of it, I'm not sure if I want that much. <laughs> I think that it's kind of like it should be half its size because it has that flavor and that like sugary additive flavor. I don't know. Do you guys agree? I mean, you didn't finish it yet, but it, it feels yeah, like a soda. But I don't know. I have a weird relationship with food. I um I do uh, retail therapy and I eat. That's how I you know find my control in this chaotic world. So I've had to like. I don't know, like reprogram my game in like ways I'm not proud. Like, have you ever seen um, like dietary apps that almost form a digital game out of it? Like, oh, you've had too many calories or like they digitize things because I don't humans are weird. And like when we interact with stuff, we can cut it off. And I don't know. I like the regular water in a can makes it feel cooler to drink water. Sure. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, like and also I'm bad at drinking water. Like I am dehydrated my whole life. Right. So it's like a struggle. But with these cans, it's kind of like uh, you get into that like oral ritual. Uh-huh. And and I like opening cans and getting rid of them. And like, I like the process. Yeah, because I talked about I getting get uh, a soda stream and just like. Oh, I couldn't do that. And he, he shot it down because he likes the opening the can ritual. And then like. Well, like holding it. Yeah. You get home from Which work. I, get. I play cyberpunk. I'm only the only people left on the planet still playing that <laughs> damn game. <laughs> And then they did an update and oh, they changed the whole economy and like whatever. But I like to have my little like LaCroix there. This mm-hmm. I would feel bad. I'd feel like this is like a weekend drink. Mm-hmm. I, I do really like the flavor of the berry. I think that it's nice that it is, you know, I feel like a lot of when seltzer companies say it's like a berry flavor, it's not like almost like I think one of you said like a fruit punch. Like that's kind of what it tastes like here. Um and I like that, you know, reading the ingredients, it's a mix. It's not just one berry. Like, it's not like they just said, oh, it's going to be raspberry. Oh, it's going to be, like, blueberry. Like, no, it's, like, flat out passion fruit, berry, hibiscus, black cherry. Like, that's, like, a mix where – so it creates, like, a complex flavor in a way. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I I do really enjoy that. No, it and it comes through as berry. Yeah. It's not like how cherry tastes like weird medicine. And you almost have to do mind over matter to make it happen. This uh-huh. no, it's berry. The thing 
well, the reason I'm getting this guilty thing is because it feels like there's juice in here. Uh-huh. And there's zero, not zero percent juice. I I just don't. I know they're when making things, NFTs. I can't trust them. When things taste good, he doesn't <laughs> believe that they're actually like not full of sugar. <laughs> uh-huh. No, I get that. I, I think that like something that I've talked about on a podcast before is that, you know, the flavorings that are inserted to seltzer to get them to taste like said flavor that it's supposed to be. I'm always confused on like what it actually is if it's not juice. Um, and I've actually <laughs> asked um, some CEOs about that and I still cannot. Myself. <laughs> it's like a scientific process that i'm too stupid to understand i suppose <laughs> like i don't know you know natural flavors yeah exactly, oh. <laughs> exactly um i am going to like i said i have the other two so i'm gonna crack open uh severed lime like i said i don't think i can finish all three of these i think that i will be i guess i would have like a sugar rush now that i know that there is <laughs> a sugar included if i did that so i'm gonna pour this into a uh, glass and give it a try uh, I have tried this as well, and I have thoughts on it. So, what, what did that logo look like? This is a green can, so I okay. actually do. I love that the the way that the cans are designed, and I love like the the colors. So this is a lime, so it's green and gold, and then bury it alive is uh, like a silver and a gold as well. Yeah, yeah, that one looks like a Mickey's or something. It it does really the color scheme. You know, I'm I'm always conflicted about that because I, I remember when Red Bull came out. I'm, I'm like that old and i remember playing basketball and just being like harassed by police about it about red Bull? yeah well because it was it looked different and it didn't it you know well, it the marketing like... was not to look like soda yeah and this is like it's made to look like a beer mm-hmm. purposely yeah yeah and i'm almost like I, don't, I can't remember if i thought it was cool though which like uh it's not a beer <laughs> i mean I... Yeah. He did also eat a lot of poppy seeds, hoping he would test positive I for did. opium. Well, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, I, I watched too much Seinfeld. When I was okay. Like, it was a problem Elaine had. Did you do that like current, like recently? No. no, no. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, I was in high school. I mean, it's still, I, I should have been smarter, but. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a sip of um, severed lime. I'm gonna guess that the mango one is the least the redheaded I, stepchild of this bunch. You guessed correctly, and I'll say my I'll say my thoughts on that in a few. Uh, I like the lime. Um, something that I've noticed a lot about, and I don't know if this is just how lime flavoring is in general, but something that I noticed a lot about like lime seltzer is that it always kind of tastes like lime Gatorade. Oh, um, okay. Like a, a kind of like you like put lime Gatorade with like water. And I'm not sure if I like that or not. Uh, I do like the lime here. I think that it's like pretty good. It's like, I I think it's as good as like the berry, but I don't, I don't, it's nothing to like write home about either. It's, it's fine. You know, weird. I wonder why you think of Gatorade because like Sprite and seven up, those are all supposed to be like lemon lime drinks. Right. But, but they, they, they never really taste that way. I do think that. Yeah. Cause Sprite and seven up, I would say that like, because it's a blend of like citrus, like lemon and lime, it's kind of like a distinct flavor in itself where like a lemon lime is just like one flavor. When it comes to lime, it does just weirdly taste like lemon Gatorade. I mean, sorry, lime Gatorade. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know why, but I don't. Yeah, they do have a strong uh, flavor palette in Gatorade, which is mm-hmm. yeah. talk about weird marketing. It's supposed to be a utility drink that's going to rehydrate you and they market it to people who are not moving. It's like, <laughs> like if you're a gamer drinking that, it's uh, it's counterproductive. I uh-huh. think. 
it doesn't just it doesn't I, yes. like uh hydrate you unless you're like sweating a bunch well yeah well, I've, 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 I've heard and once again uh like i'm not an expert on nfts i'm also not a doctor uh, <laughs> and uh I'll, I'll say that up front but uh, I was told, and I, 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 weirdly, I feel like we talked about this on the pod last time. Is that I had, I was hospitalized due to food poisoning like a couple years oh, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep, we did talk about that. Weirdly, full circle. Um, <laughs> and they told me not to have Gatorade because, um, although it has electrolytes in it, the sugar kind of like outweighs it in a way. Oh wow. So they said like essential water is better, which is like good. Uh, I have to wonder if that's the same case here because this also says on the can that it has uh, natural electrolytes. Um, but like you guys said, it has some sugar in it, so uh, who knows? Now I mean, it's I'm sure it's sugar. Way way less sugar than Gatorade. I'd imagine. I think oh, for sure. Agave is the is the sweetener, right? Yeah, but it says total sugars three three grams, so not like you know. And this is including three grams of added sugars, six percent. Ah. I don't know. I don't know how to read stuff like this. (laughs) Well, the serving size is only one can, too. And I'm here having three, so... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, lime's fine. I don't know. It's uh, not the best, but it's... uh, I I think berry is the best out of them, and then it's lime, and then, yeah, of course, uh, Mango Chainsaw. I'll crack it open as well. Well, in that order, I think the names definitely go from best to worst, too. Yeah, yeah, Severed Lime, Buried Alive, Mango Chainsaw. Mango Chainsaw just is like putting one, like, it's Mango, (laughs) and uh, we also are a metal brand, so uh, Chainsaw, sure. (laughs) It's... (laughs) It definitely feels like they, uh, like I said, they didn't really promote these. They kind of like gave up halfway through as well. Maybe, maybe. It's maybe. weird because I feel like you could have done a whole new logo for each one and made another hat and a jacket and a back patch and mm-hmm. right. You'd think, huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't now. You know, my only, um, my only anecdotal uh, experience with this is that Clark had that reaction where he's like, "Flavor, ooh, I'm out." So I don't know. Mm-hmm water purist out there it's it's something where it's that similar thing happened with um topo chico and i love topo chico have you guys had that oh yeah okay. I, actually so... last time we were on here uh clark got mad at me for stealing his ah okay I, okay I the, yeah i drank them all. i i i really do like topo chico and topo chico i believe when they were acquired by i'm gonna say pepsi they started quietly after many, many years releasing flavors. Um, and so, oh, sorry, Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. They were acquired by Coca-Cola. They started releasing flavors. So they released lime, grapefruit, and tangerine. Uh, tangerine, really great. Uh, can't find it anywhere, but <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> um, but it's funny to see how when, you know, and not, this is not necessarily the case with Liquid Death, but when a big corporation was involved, they said, hey, let's bring on the flavors. But I do think the flavors are more well executed at somewhere like Topo Chico, where they actually taste natural. There's something kind of unnatural about these Liquid Death flavors oh, yeah. that I can't quite put my finger on. Where I guess you comparing it to soda, like that kind of does. Where it tastes like something that shouldn't be healthy for you. Or something that is designed to be healthy for you and isn't. But I guess it is. I, I mean, 20 calories is not like a lot, you know. Yeah, I just counted. It says natural in the ingredients five times on this liquid mm-hmm. death. Something about that just makes me not believe it. <laughs> but all still. right, 
So this <laughs> this mango chainsaw. Um, I will say that I don't think that any mango seltzer is great. I've had mango seltzer previously. I think that mango flavoring uh, I'll have, and I will tell myself I like it, but deep down I'm like, it's not great. It could be better. It's something that um, I feel like no matter how you do it, it always tastes very artificial. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a good seltzer where, you know, like any lemon seltzers kind of taste like you had a drink and you put a lemon in it. I feel like lime should be like that as well. Uh, but mango, uh, no, mango always tastes artificial. And uh, I think this is the worst offense of it. Um, I think it's <laughs> something that I like. And because, like I said, unfortunately, one of them exploded, and now I have, like, too many mango chainsaw liquid deaths. Will I drink it? Probably. It's better than a lot of other, you know, bad seltzers on the pod, but it is a bad seltzer. It's not. The flavor is kind of gross, I have to say. I'll drink it, but it's not. It's not great. I tried one mango flavored. I think it was La Croix, and it just, it didn't taste like anything recognizable. Mm -hmm. I could pound any La Croix. Yeah. (laughs) I, I just I can. Mean, we I think we ended up leaving it at a friend's house. We, <laughs> we <laughs> left it at a neighbor's doorstep. You're and, like, we and, don't I want mean, it. I had, I finished them eventually. Some other people had a couple of them, but I was just, I was not a fan. Well, mango's weird. Like uh, here in the Bay Area, we have a large Filipino community. So early on, we got a lot of mango stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing about mangoes are, you, you know, you have mango ice cream or like a milkshake and it's like, oh, this is great. Mm-hmm. And then you eat a mango. And you're like, the taste is kind of muted. Uh-huh. Like, it's not like a strawberry or like, sure. like a ripe peach or anything. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, it's kind of weird. And then when you taste things that authentically have mango, mm-hmm. it's not that impressive. <laughs> I feel like they have to be the, the like perfect amount of ripe to be like really flavorful. Maybe. I don't know if, if it. Depends on something else. Maybe it just needs a better name than Mango Chainsaw. Yeah, so (laughs) this is what I'll say. Looking at both, um, because I didn't say this about the lime, looking at both the lime and Mango Chainsaw, uh, they both have orange extract in it. I didn't taste that necessarily on the lime, but on the mango. So I was getting an aftertaste that uh, I thought personally tasted like pineapple, but now that I have found out that there is like orange extract in it, I think that's what the aftertaste is. And honestly, it just leads me to be like, be like, I wish it was just an orange seltzer. Uh, I know that a lot of people do that, but that's just such a reliable flavor. And I'm all about flavors like experimenting, but I don't know, you know, I, I shouldn't not like, like the first sip of it. I'm like, it's kind of gross and like too sweet. And I taste the mango when I get the orange. I'm like, okay, I'm comfortable here now. It's not as bad as I thought previously. Uh, I am warming up to it a little bit, but I do think that like it's the issue of I'm having this in a small glass and I had sips of it and I'm fine with it. But if I was to have the whole tall boy can, I would be like, I could never have mango ever again by the time I finish it. Like it's just too much, you know, it's too sweet for these big cans. And um, I don't advocate for them making their cans smaller. I advocate for maybe a little bit less flavor here. Make the product better. Yeah, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, do you think it's not, like, going over well? Maybe that's why they're not marketing, or... I don't think, I don't think so. I think that, I don't, you know, I don't know how the process of it goes, but I do know that, like, as of currently, 
and I could be wrong, but it seems like Liquid Death is doing the flavors via Amazon only. So they might, it might be on like a supply, like they just, however many people order it, they know how much to like promote it. I don't, I really don't know. I don't, I'm, I'm spitballing here. I really don't know, but they're, they're just not, um, I'm on their Instagram right now. They posted, I think they post them a little bit, but they, they announced them on January 25th. Let me ask you guys, how many times do you think after releasing three flavors, <laughs> would they have posted it after they announced it? So like after the initial announcement of saying it, how many times do you think they would post at least a photo of one of the drinks? Wow. I mean, how many times should they or have well, how many times have they? So you do all our social media. I I'm feel like social media way too much. I think I've seen one ad. But okay. how many times do you think they posted it? They probably promoted one ad. Well, so I, I saw it a couple. Maybe, you know, people saw it a handful of times. But on the main feed, like how many times do you think they posted it? Oh, God, I would want to say at least three. Like two? <laughs> yeah, the answer is two. Wow, um, which is a little bit strange. Uh, I mean, I know, look, I know that they have a brand that they need to like continue their like fun marketing and stuff, but it's kind of like first and foremost, you're selling water, right? I I have to wonder, do they make more money with water or do they make more money with uh, merch? I don't know. Well, okay. Also, their demographic, like earlier, I mentioned like horror movies and metal. One of the things that those two. Uh, culture share is being like really inclusive mm -hmm. so maybe when people saw them branching out they're like don't do that like this you know this is the band that i'm hiding from my friends in high school mm -hmm. which doesn't make sense because the marketing is everywhere and if you watch youtube it just pops up yes like, people agreed. are just drinking them yeah so one other question i had is uh how many times do you think they've tweeted about it since the initial announcement um on january 25th that they are having flavors feel like the bar is low i'm gonna go three and be charitable again okay five wow zero okay <laughs> yeah wow um now yeah that's not counting replies um because they did reply a lot to like that post but it doesn't seem like they you know um if i was a brand and i announced three new flavors i think i would be promoting it more as well it's well, a little strange what about like uh, Coca Cola? Like they're the evil empire of like soft drinks. Do they like really go out there and promote like vanilla cherry? They they recently released um, a soda called Coca Cola Starlight. Do you guys know about this? No. <laughs> Coca Cola Starlight uh, is being marketed to, uh, and I will say that on their socials they've tweeted about it a few times. It seems like, but. Uh, they're marketing it to say that it tastes like space. Oh. Um, I've yet to try it. I think I'm going to have to break the mold of, uh, you know, <laughs> extremely high calorie drinks on the podcast. But yeah, uh, people are saying that uh, strangely, uh, I know this is going to sound crazy. People are comparing it to like a, the taste of a s'mores. I'm hearing a lot of like graham cracker uh, taste Whoa. be associated with it. That's gnarly. I mean, well, what a brilliant marketing campaign. Well, you refer your product to something nobody has any experience with. Exactly. You can't verify it. Um, that just makes me think that that just there's no way that isn't gross. 
to me. Uh-huh. No, maybe it's for marketing for a movie and you open it and you get sucked in the can. <laughs> and it's like, oh, it's a vacuum. So they, I, I will say that um, on their Twitter, they've tweeted about that like once. So in Liquid Death's defense, <laughs> maybe. However, they really did pull out all the stops to like promote it. Um, I'm seeing a lot of like, uh, for example, they opened like a... Um, a lounge in the do you guys know about the american dream mall in new jersey no okay i <laughs> this is this is a whole other uh episode they uh the american dream mall essentially is like the mall of america but in new jersey um they're still slowly opening a lot of the stores uh i went past uh in like right before new year's eve uh it's crazy they have like a um there's an aquarium, there's like a whole Nickelodeon theme park in there, like a ton <laughs> of things like that you could, I went to the aquarium and I played mini golf there and it's a bunch of like cool stores <laughs> and food courts and stuff. It's, it's bringing back the mall concept when the mall concept has been dead for like how many years now. But anyways, uh, I noticed that they were live on Instagram one day, the mall. Uh, and I, I found out that, uh, coca-cola opened a lounge in the american dream mall um which they were using to kick off the drink of coca-cola starlight so they are doing promotion for it and in addition to that um they opened a podcast studio sponsored by coca-cola in the coca-cola lounge (laughs) so they they definitely are promoting starlight uh i would argue more than liquid death and i would also say that they're different realms you know coca-cola has like way more commercials than liquid death and all that but um yeah it's it's strange to think about and uh uh i gotta try that uh space cola (laughs) yeah and then you could win the uh the marketing campaign and catch a ride with bezos to space and actually get to compare it <laughs> taste space. I mean, here's the yeah. thing. you know i'm not i'm not down with coke i'm more of a mountain dew hard guy <laughs> Actually, i haven't had that are you gonna do you ever do hard alcohol no i don't drink oh my yeah. god so. you're missing out topo chico <laughs> That's where all the seltzer, I think, news is that everyone is just developing their own hard seltzer. Well, that's when I get a little bit annoyed is because, like, you know, I and I've listeners will know that this is like a big frustration of mine is that, like, Topo Chico released their tangerine flavor. And yes, it was at a weird time. It was like really like um you know of course there's supply chain issues and everything but they released their tangerine flavor and it's still kind of like on a soft release it's hard to find one of my friends found it specifically in california and she had to like ship it to me and then the only other time i saw it was in disney world literally like not at whole foods or like anything like that like it is like hard to find and you know i'll go into places like target and i'll be able to you know walk past and see Topo Chico's hard seltzers, but you can't get just normal Topo Chico there. You have to oh, go to somewhere like yeah. Whole Foods to get it. So it becomes a little bit annoying because I see all these companies like pulling out all the stops for their hard seltzers to be like way more accessible. And I know that is like a booming industry, but like for people who are non-drinkers, like it would be great to have Topo Chico just accessible. And if it was, I'd buy it more. That would be my like predominant seltzer. To not yeah. go out of my way to like Whole Foods to get it, you know. So yeah, non-drinkers and people who just need a break from being drunk. You're like, <laughs> exactly. I don't honestly. I think that whole white claw like um, culture shift 
uh-huh. kind of pushed me into the LaCroix thing because I was drinking. I'm like, this is like nothing. But then I'm like, well, if you can make that and then you can just make bubbly water, but it's still like appealing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I actually think that that weird fad. Well, actually, it's still going strong. I'm I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've tried a lot of them. Some of them taste like dirt. Some of them are good. But I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, you're, you're not like, missing out, Sean. No, just, I, I Part of me feels like if Liquid Death wants to appeal to the NFT NFT crowd, <laughs> maybe they should make a hard seltzer. Oh, why? <laughs> they're going down that road. Yeah. Um, not not to assume anybody who has hard seltzer uh, is into NFTs, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Seltzer Cast with your host Sean Patrick O'Brien. Folks, let me ask you: Do you love movies? Do you spend your days thinking about how much you love them? The good ones, even the bad ones everyone told you not to like, well, it sounds like Super Yaki is the place for you. The team at Super Yaki loves movies. They love movies so much that they've dedicated every waking moment of their lives to bring you top quality merchandise to showcase your love for cinema. From bumper stickers that tell the world about your love of the 1999 classic, The Mummy, to stylish hats that celebrate the fine works of Nora Ephron. They even have a super soft t-shirt based on the internet's favorite collective husband, Oscar Isaac. Superyaki brings you tangible love letters to movies and filmmakers that you can wear with pride. Plus, the team at Superyaki screen prints all their apparel using eco-friendly, 100% water-based inks and ships with compostable poly mailers for an environmentally friendly alternative to online shopping. If the spirit moves you, find them at superyaki.com. Let's watch more movies. And listeners, I have a treat for you. Anybody who listens to this podcast can take 10% off their next order with code SUPERSELTZER at checkout. That's the code SUPERSELTZER at superyaki.com. That's S-U-P-E-R-Y-A-K-I.com. Superyaki.com. Anyways, uh, let's talk about the festival. Uh, I, I was excited to see that you guys are showing uh, Craig Fix in America, something oh, that yeah. I love. Yeah, gr- great, great content. What can uh, people who attend the festival expect? You want to do it? or? So we actually haven't really been talking about it. This year has been, man, I was talking about trying to control our little uh, chaotic planet with like food and retail therapy. This has been an exercise in it. We. Um, so did you ever see the movie Mean Creek? No. Okay. Well, is that uh, is that uh, the one with Josh Peck? Yeah. Okay, I'm aware of it, but I've never seen it. Yeah. So the director of that movie from the early 2000s, uh, we got his new film, mm. and it's a found footage movie that is filmed uh, with his kids as the leads, and it's in their house during lockdown. Now, I'm I'm bringing this up as an example because it like. It kind of got pushed to us on a whim, like, I don't know, this is found footage. You guys like it? And we're like, hell yeah. Dude, this is crazy. And then, man, we don't have a poster. We don't have any images. We've seen the movie, but they just changed the title. And we are, what, 11 days away from the festival? Mm -hmm. So it's been that kind of year. Uh-huh. But, yeah, we're uh, loaded up. Um, We're too stubborn to say, like, no, it's probably too late to do X, Y, and Z. We're like, no, we're going to try and do all of it, (laughs) even though it is the month of the festival <laughs> uh-huh days away weeks away yeah and you know you've you've made a film and submitted to festivals one of the the lamest things is that 
it's hard to make a movie. Mm-hmm. And then you put it out there and you want people to watch it. And then you, you learn the hard reality that a lot of film festivals are a grift mm-hmm. and they're just trying to get that money from the submission. So we're not doing that. We're, we're just trying to make, you know, the best we can for filmmakers who are doing the things we like. So we're doing all in world camera. I'll, I'll run. Do you want me to go through the whole schedule or just pull out highlights for you? You can tell me some highlights. Whatever. All right. Well, um, so your buddy, Madeline, she actually booked Craig Fix It America and she was psyched. I think we were even going to do clip cup for a minute, mm-hmm. but we ended up um, landing on a uh, double feature of uh, Bolt uh-huh. Driver. And Craig, have you seen Bolt Driver? I haven't. And the only reason I haven't is because I hear it's like disgusting and I want to watch it. But I'm like waiting for that one day to be like, all right, I'll check it out. You know, the programmers here at the Unnamed Footage Festival, (laughs) we all have like a weird Venn diagram. Uh Uh-huh. And that movie's got like, so it's a taxi driver parody. Yes. You have to be a film fan, but it's also political satire. Uh So you have to be kind of into that. It also has like satire of like, meme culture and snapchat filters sure so it's just not for general consumption uh-huh. but i you should check it out there's i nothing, will i will it's like if you're just completely tired of seeing trump in anything then maybe stay away from it uh-huh. he but you know they're they're navigating what it was like to be in that reality and basically incel culture being affected by it sure yeah. So there's a lot there. It's also really dumb. Yeah. So it's it's perfect. No, I know. He's great. So yeah, uh, like I was teasing you earlier, we are starting on a um St. Patrick's Day. And we're gonna do we're doing a special screening of a Halloween movie. <laughs> and now I don't know how into uh the found footage culture you are, but uh have you ever heard of Bad Ben? No. Okay. Uh well Bad Ben is a movie uh directed by directed, edited, and starring Nigel Bach, who uh was on the micro budget like path and of the day of shooting he had his final actor drop out i think he had a total of 10 people in 10 days drop out so he said you know what i'm just gonna do it anyway and he ran around his house uh that was what two years ago we are 10 films in now on bad ben he's got a weird little micro community and they support the hell out of him wow we we rented a uh tiny little theater on um valencia that is like it's called the um, the artist television access mm-hmm. and they do only avant-garde film. So we're going to show Bad Band 7 uh, Haunted Highway, which is a Halloween movie on St. <laughs> Patrick's Day. We have a beer sponsor, which I could not have allured you with. I attempted earlier, but I realize now it wouldn't have worked. And um, we oh, my God, here's how indie this place is. I don't know if we should talk about it, but they contacted us and. Uh, and they're like, hey, when are you going to need to come down? And this is after months of being radio silent. Uh-huh. And we've been dealing with it because, you know, the pandemic. And we're like, maybe they pulled out. But they're like, no, everything's good. Just a lot of our basement stuff is in the screening room and you need to approve it. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, approve it? What do you mean? They're like, you just need to come in and see if it's okay with you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so they're not offering to move it or anything. And I'm like, it's perfect. Because it's going to be weird. We're in that little tiny space. And, uh-huh. Uh, Nigel Bach's gonna video call us. <laughs> so we're gonna I don't know what we're gonna do. Probably like one of those realtor stands where you have a screen and we walk him around he's, the room. He's actually closer to you. He's in like what Jersey, right? He's in Jersey, yeah. yeah. So he's wow. out he's gonna we're gonna Skype him after the movie at like what eight thirty our time. So it's like if you're down to stay up late, we'd love to have you. <laughs> yeah, so wow, that's, that's our crazy. open 
that's what we call our recalibration party just to get everybody ready. Uh-huh. But then um, the next night we're going to be at the Roxy. We're showing a film called Base uh, super quickly. This is a faux documentary. It's got a little bit of horror in it, but it follows a skydiver who um, in real life, he would do squirrel suit jumps all over the world. Wow. And the director was a wartime photographer. And uh, this dude said they would get up on a building to shoot a dramatic moment. And the dude would be like, I'm not shooting it unless you hang off the building. And I mean, Rich Perry is a hero and he is very brave and he did it. Mm -hmm. So this movie, dude, Sean, if you could have saw it in a theater, it will give you like vertigo. It's terrible. He was he um, came on the podcast i made sure to write down the number he was episode 196 he because he also made another found footage movie called the night in the woods which is more traditional traditional, it's found footage horror um let's not belabor this do you want to look at stuff that you want to point out and then i'll because i will just keep going about everything um there's a filmmaker that's very overlooked that we're over we're opening our weekend at the balboa with called Jorge Torres Torres. Uh, if you listen to the Overlook Hour podcast, you know I have a crush on him. <laughs> he made a movie called Fat Tuesday that he filmed during Mardi Gras with wow. a cast of actors. So they had a script, but it, it had to be loose. It did Dude. not feel like they had a script at all. They feel so natural. They're just like hanging out at, at Mardi Gras. And and it's know. a slasher. Dude, Sean, wow. watch that movie. It's on Amazon Prime. What the is it energy called? There. It's called Fat Tuesday. It's a trip. Like literally he, you know, he's the director and the cinematographer. So he's manually operating the camera, trying to negotiate people's faces in the crowd on Bourbon Street. Sure. Incredible. That's awesome. Uh, we're opening up with this first feature called Fuck the World. I won't get too into that. Um, you know what? I'll just run through the list. Is there anything else you want? So how, let me ask, how do you guys like um, what is the process of because I'm on the website is now uh, as well right now. Uh, and I'm seeing a lot of like different years, different decades, even of like um, films that you guys have chosen. How do you select some of, say, the older stuff as opposed to like films that are just submitted as like 22, 2022 releases? Well, because of uh, last year when we um, screened uh, That's Not Austin and we did it online. Yes. We've kind of opened up like two different avenues now. So we uh, we used to just try and have like a retro celebration because, you know, there's film festivals everywhere that are horror. But we're like, people might want to come out and watch like Unfriended with a group of people that really like it. Absolutely. Yeah. Great movie. So we would try and do retro like that, except now we have an opportunity to do online and in theater. Mm -hmm. So now our theatrical program is mostly challenging films that we can sit there and like talk to you about after if people want to explore it or films that just need to be on a big screen cool like base i mentioned that one never showed theatrically because of like production issues sure, or sure. distribution yeah so yeah when we go retro like the collingswood story that's a 2000 what it's a late 90s early 2000 movie that it imagined what video chats would be before skype right 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 so, like, it, that's a film that, you know, never really got watched. And I don't know, it, it played a couple times in the theater, but it's like that experience, we have to chase that. So whenever we do retro, we we look for those kind of films. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that it's good to give things that maybe didn't necessarily have, like, the appreciation, the appreciation they deserve, like, years later, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. if you're making some, like, little horror film on your phone. I don't know if your first thought is this is going to look great at the plaza. Uh-huh. 
You know what I mean? Like most people just dump them online now or like they, I don't cut them up for Snapchat. I don't know what you really do with them. Yeah, I don't know. So yeah, we try to cultivate that. We we do have a lot of like premieres this year though. Like one that I have to point out, um, Putrefiction is a film we got, dude, we got it like two weeks ago. <laughs> And it's a th- it's a full feature with shot with a 360 camera. Wow. And right. It sounds kind of like homework. You're like, how is that fun? Well, I'll tell you, you have a cast of uh, pretty ladies who are uh, we open up with them doing a little bit of dancing, playing with the camera, and then they get into DMT and uh, <laughs> go to film school. And I'll tell you, that movie is incredible. And in when they submitted it to us, they're like, this is the first feature ever filmed. I had to check that. I'm like, no, it's not. Entire, yeah, the first I think one it is. Wow. That's wild. They, do, they create some really crazy looking imagery with tilting the, the angle and the plane or whatever it's on. Like, I don't know. That movie's going to be insane to see on a big 360 screen. cameras. Is it like so they control? It's not like. Like, how do you have you ever watched like a YouTube video where there's a uh, dude on a bike and it looks like there's a drone floating right over his head? Gotcha. Okay. okay. So 360 camera. And I think as an editor, like, I'm not completely sure about this. That's like what they would use to film VR, essentially. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, it's a fixed frame, though. Like, it's not like everybody's in the audience and we can move it around. No. Yeah. 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 They edited the movie. They they had that control. But we're just watching whatever they created. And it's, you know, like uh, when you think about the auteur theory, you're like, well, what, how can you, what is this going to do for you? And it's like, well, you add in a drug element, it distorts everything. Sure. But there's a moment where she's applying for film school and it's people sitting across the room and her kind of like, you know, burying her soul and like a resume and performing. And it's just one camera capturing everything. And it's, it's silent in that room. It's so like, yeah, it's great. Tense. Cool. Very cool. Wow. Um, yeah, I, dude, we have the Alien Report, which is a faux documentary about a dude who uh, has been living his life telling people he's been abducted by aliens. Well, the thing is, he's he's hard of is he deaf? He he's got one a hearing aid. He's a hearing aid, and he has been doing research, and he realizes that the aliens shut down all electronics with you, except if it's like a heart monitor mm-hmm. or a hearing aid. So he puts a micro camera in there. So we have a faux doc, which is basically a conspiracy theorist running around town following black cars and being abducted. And there is some uncanny valley with these aliens in there. That's another one of these movies where it's half highbrow, uh, like expanding what film can be. And the other half is like, there's a weird naked female half human alien. <laughs> and and she's a, staring in the camera. There's a part of him just riding around Chicago on a bike trying to hunt down those like the cars that he says are following him. Yeah, getting punked out by gang members and stuff. I do. We got everything this year. That's this sounds great. I wish I could make it. It sounds amazing. Well, you know, um, we do have films that are available. So like last one I'll mention, uh, there's this new dude who's coming up in the found footage ranks. His name's Isaac Rodriguez. And he's we were showing a movie called Deadware. It's available in VOD right now, but it's another screen life film. And it's about a girl who has recently moved out to San Francisco. And uh, she enters and again. This is another period piece. We're doing like late 90s. Yeah. And she's in um, she's gotten in with a vampire culture chat and uh, she gets a video call from her friend and they start talking about a mutual friend who's been missing and they end up playing like an arg 
like a video game together that's tied to it. Man, I love that movie. And it's one of those things where, you know, you think, well, like, if we're going to consider marketing, do we want to show something that's available widely right now? And it's like, yeah, but it's not in a theater and it may never play in a theater again. So, but also he's going to be there. So we'll be able to like ask him questions and stuff for sure. Making an experience. He's the same filmmaker who made a last radio call, which I've seen a ton of people loving on the internet. And um, Sean, if you want to cover anything, let us know. We have podcast component. So if you want to watch any of these films, hit us up. We're putting together a screener library. So cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd be interested. And cool. when we do online, I'm going to be bugging you. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds good. I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for these Shrek moments. Uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, well, I'll keep you posted on that. We'll, we'll figure something out, you know. Um, but no, that's very exciting. And uh, best of luck with the festival. And uh, yeah. Um, regarding Liquid Death, not to go back to it. Uh, do you guys want to rate? <laughs> do you guys want to rate the berry one? Go ahead, Oksana. What is your scale? Is Out of 10. 10 being the, the best seltzer you've ever had. One being it's gra- it's garbage. I do think the cans are too big. I, I'm like like halfway through this one, but we have mm-hmm. been talking a little. So I'm going to go six. Okay. Weird. I thought you would have given it more. Why? I'm going eight. I'll tell you right now, I got a buzz from this damn thing, too. Now, I haven't I, like I've cut breakfast out completely of my diet and uh, it's kind of early to be drinking this. But like, I'm feeling it. There is a weird aftertaste. Yeah. That I want to cover up by drinking more of it. Mm, OK. Right? okay. Is that there is an aftertaste for sure. Yeah. It works, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's part of the marketing or not, but yeah, I'm going to give it an eight. All right, I am going to rate Bury It Alive a. Whew, I'm going to say a seven. Uh, I like it. I think it's pretty good. Um, no, you know what? No, I'm going with a six. It's it's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to rate the lime a five, um, and I'm going to give a mango like a three point five. Uh, these were really disappointing to me. Uh, I like them, but they're, they're not as like, it, it's a strange thing that happened where I looked very high, highly on liquid death. And I was very excited that they were doing flavors, but being that they've never done it before, um, I didn't have hesitancy. I was just kind of like, I didn't know how it would work. But I don't think it works as good as it could, to be honest. And um, I think a lot of the issues come with that. They are tall boy cans. And so you kind of get sick of the flavoring and you do have an aftertaste. And I don't feel like seltzer really has an aftertaste um, until you add like these, like, you know, the tw- the extra 20 calories. Honestly, like that's what's these flavors are what is giving it its strange aftertaste taste i guess i don't know you know i i really don't hate them um they're far from the worst seltzers i've ever had they're drinkable uh i'm going to drink them i I, i'll say this on the pod uh for any of our listeners that don't know uh i finally cleaned seltzer out of my garage that i did not want to touch so like the rejects of the group um uh that includes passion fruit uh lacroix the fame the famed uh uh one that I proclaimed tasted like dirt. Uh, none of these, none of these taste like dirt. I'll give it that. And uh, yeah, I probably will finish them. Even the not great mango one. 
Um, they're not going to sit there for a while. They they will be consumed. But I just wish that uh, they were a tad bit better. And I love Liquid Death. I love their merch. But I think that uh, they need to scale it back and focus on the water just a little bit. Just like 25% more. That's it. Like not not even a lot. But yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, chainsaw Mango is terrible. You think they're going for like a Texas Chainsaw Mango? Why didn't they just do uh. a like a citrus i think that's why i didn't rate this one as high as you expected i i'm lean i lean more towards like citrus uh seltzer waters but i just like the name so much i went mm. with the berry it's really <laughs> smart i can expect that the person who came with buried alive hopefully got like <laughs> a, a pay raise for it or whatever but you know uh severed lime i it, is there supposed to be a pun there i think it's like severed limb Oh, maybe. Oh, right? Now, that's why I'm like, okay. what about mango attacks, like Mars attacks? Or yeah. what about let mango? That's I, good. That's good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like the names more if they were puns. But yeah, buried alive is the only pun. Severed limb I get now. Severed line. That makes sense. And I yeah. actually, it makes me appreciate it a little bit more. But man- mango chainsaw. Right? It's mango. like Texas chainsaw mango. It's like, that's a stretch. Yeah. I'm, like looking, I'm looking for the pun here, and I don't think there is one. I no. feel like you could get better yeah. on, you know, people post questions like that on Twitter and they get a, oh. hundreds of responses. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Chain Liquid stuff. death. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think it is. I think they just like uh, the first two were brilliant and then they had a third <laughs> that was in the testing room and then they unleashed it and didn't remote it. So, you know, no, it's such a strange. That's Oof. All right. Liquid death. Weird Let choice. mango rebranding. Also, yeah, we need literally. More. Also, we need at least one tweet. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Liquid Death, uh, I got my eye on you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what to say. <laughs> no, I, 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 I like Liquid Death, but I, uh, you know, um, it's, it's, it's just been strange lately, I guess. I don't know. Um, all right. Where can listeners uh, find your, uh, your pod, your festival? Let's hear it. Promote away. Uh, well, so the festival, everything having to do with it, lineup, merch, tickets, uh, all those links are at unnamedfootagefestival.com. Uh, we are on social media with all the the podcast and with the Unnamed Footage Festival, mostly Unnamed Footage Fest or Festival Overlook Hour um, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But Instagram is Overlook Theater. Yeah, you can just Google I- the Overlook Hour podcast. <laughs> it comes up. For the Unnamed Footage Festival, I think we're best with Instagram for updates. And Twitter. Facebook is just, it's just there. Yeah, no, who, who's on Facebook? It's really more of a, I know a lot of people are on here. It's kind of a chore. Let's just update. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we do like Facebook Messenger for a lot of people is like their preferred communication. So we are on there. Um, yeah, cool. Sean, awesome. thanks for hanging out with us again. Yeah, man. no, this was great. You guys are welcome anytime. And like I said, uh, next time we ever cover like a, a big liquid death thing, like if they release another movie, we'll we'll I'll, I'll have you on and we'll probably have like 10 people on the Zoom call at that point. So hell yeah, hell looking yeah. forward and, to that. Anytime you have a drink related horror movie, you can contact <laughs> us. I hope that it's not the only time. That's what I was trying to say is like, I want other brands to be as you know, exciting and take risks like Liquid Death does. And I really appreciate that they do that. And they are giving these artists like free reign to like do whatever with their money. And that is a, like incredible. And not a lot of companies do that. And I appreciate that. But 
NFTs, man. Come on, that's all I have to say. <laughs> you know, and g- yeah, give give me give me like the Lacroix musical or whatever the fuck. So that's that's what we want to see next. And uh, thank you both for coming on the pod again. And you guys are always welcome to come back. And good luck with the festival. Thank, thank you. you. Love you, Sean. Thanks, all man. Right. Love y'all too. Goodbye. This has been the Seltzer Cast, hosted and produced by Sean Patrick O'Brien. Be sure to join us next week, my bubbly friends. Farewell for now. Thanks to Kevin McLeod for the music, Tim Wells for the voiceover, and Kira Koffer for the art. Thank you to Superyaki for sponsoring the SeltzerCast. Be sure to follow our Twitter, at SeltzerCast, and our Instagram, which is seltzer.cast. See you next week.